Welcome to The Buzz, I'm Christopher Conover. This week we look at water sustainability and the San Pedro River. Conservationists have long criticized how much groundwater Fort Huachuca uses, saying the Army post in Sierra Vista is depleting the underground flows that support the San Pedro River. The fort and city of Sierra Vista point to different conservation efforts on and off post, which they say help offset their water use. This week we explore the latest turn in this long-standing debate. Robin Silver is a co-founder of the Center for Biological Diversity, which has repeatedly sued Fort Huachuca over how its groundwater use impacts the San Pedro River. Last December, the center filed an intent to sue based on a report it says Fort Huachuca covered up that showed their groundwater use was harming the river. Silver explains why. The San Pedro River is dying. The San Pedro River is dying in good part, in fact, in essentially all parts because of the excessive groundwater pumping in the area. Most of the groundwater pumping in the area derives from the military activities at Fort Huachuca. You filed an intent to sue the fort, uh, which is not actually a lawsuit. Uh, are you hoping to be able to, to get some talks going? Is that why you filed the intent to sue as opposed to just heading to court and filing the suit? That's exactly correct. So the filing of the notice of intent to sue is supposed to advise whoever it is that's not listening that they have a finite time period within which to, uh, to talk and to negotiate and to hopefully try to avoid litigation. In this case, this will be the ninth case against the Department of Defense in Fort Huachuca. We've won eight. We're eight for eight. The commander of Fort Huachuca, Colonel uh, Chad Rambo, sent a letter back to you in January, and he pushed back on a lot of your claims about the groundwater report. He says the Army and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service relied on that report when creating the 2014 analysis of environmental impacts for the fort. You can test those statements, though, don't you? I think you're referring to the, uh, the report called Geosystems. It came out in 2010. The fort covered up that report. So if the if the colonel implies anything different, he's lacking veracity. The letter was written basically by the, uh, uh, by the Department of Defense lawyers, and the, their points were nonsense. They were all non-facts. For people who may not be familiar with the groundwater report we're talking about, can you give them a little background, the layman's version of what that report says? Yes, yeah, so, so the report was produced for Fort Huachuca, by one of their consultants, and the report concluded that as early as 2003, groundwater pumping attributable to the fort was already harming the San Pedro River. It also included, concluded that the effects of the harm would peak in, two, in, uh, in the year 2050. What that means is, is that when they went to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, uh, Fish and Wildlife Service's is purpose is to make sure that the river survives. The Fish and Wildlife Service did not know about these facts, and so consequently, the Fish and Wildlife Service uh, uh, determined that the the activities at the fort would not cause harm to the river. That's not true. 
you said you have sued you, uh, the Center for Biological Diversity, has sued Fort Huachuca eight times successfully over water issues. So what's going on that we're now going in a ninth time if, if you've been successful on the previous eight? Well, in 2003, the local entities there, the city of Sierra Vista, Cochise County, and aided by the Arizona Department of Water Resources, promised that they would balance their water budget by 2011. They did so to stop the, the downsizing at Fort Huachuca. And so now fast forward to 2020, uh, all hydrological models show that the river is, has a finite period of time before it dries up local groundwater pumping has increased, and of the groundwater pumping that has increased, the Department of Defense or Fort Huachuca own 40% of that increase. The fort had counted on the locals to help them mitigate that groundwater pumping. The locals have not kept their promise, and they have failed. You said the fort needs to downsize in order to reduce its impact on groundwater and the river. How much do they need to downsize? We don't know yet. Um, at the time that they were considering the last round of base realignment and closure, and mind you, you do not need a round of base realignment and closure for the Army to adjust its troops. Uh, they were looking at moving one of the major missions there called the Signal Corps to Fort Gordon in Georgia. That would be approximately 10,000 troops. Fort Huachuca is the big economic driver in that area. 10,000 people and their related families and all that goes away. What happens economically to Sierra Vista and Cochise County? Wouldn't you think that the local elected officials and the local, local economic leaders would be thinking about that instead of just lying to try to, to perpetuate their status quo? We're in a crisis now and due entirely at the fault of the local leadership at the city and the county levels Fort Huachuca is now at risk. In the letter that Colonel Rambo sent to you, uh, he said the fort has taken a lot of water conservation on base and off, and they're at a net positive when it comes to water conservation. Is that one of those things you're taking issue with? Yes, that's called a lie by omission. On post, the fort is doing a great job. In fact, they've essentially almost achieved zero water use. They harvest rainwater, they have waterless urinals, et cetera. The problem is, 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 is that they've got about 20,000 people they're responsible for off-post, and off-post there's very little mitigation. In fact, the deficit there um, is increasing because local developments are increasing, and that, as I said before, that's the responsibility of the Department of Defense now and Fort Huachuca, they own approximately 40% of the population off post. And off post, there's very little mitigation. Why not go after the city of Sierra Vista and Cochise County since you said they didn't follow through on their part of the deal to reduce, uh, but the post has gone to almost zero? Well, we have tried, but there's a problem. You can't go after elected officials for lying. Um, and the second is Arizona water law is not based on reality. 
They deny the reality of the connection between groundwater and surface water. And in fact, just very recently, we did take that challenge all the way to the Arizona Supreme Court. And predictably, the Arizona Supreme Court confirmed again and once again, and likely for the final time, that it's okay under Arizona water law for cities like Sierra Vista or counties like Cochise County or previously like Pima County and Tucson, that they can pump water without limitation and can consequently suck dry the rivers that are connected to the aquifers from where their water comes. So what conditions have to be met on your side in order to keep this lawsuit from being filed? Well, we'll have to have some very serious negotiations um, to try to see if they can indeed come up with some mitigation. Do you have any realistic hope that whether it's through negotiation or through the courts, this can get solved? The San Pedro River is the last of the free-flowing desert rivers in the entire Southwest. We have to try. I don't know if we'll be successful. The reality is, is no one has ever saved a desert river, but we will certainly do everything humanly possible to do so. All right. Thanks for sitting down with us. Thank you very much. That was Robin Silver with the Center for Biological Diversity, which has filed an intent to sue Fort Huachuca and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for harm to the San Pedro River. Silver says the center is holding off litigation while they continue to talk with the Department of Defense. We reached out to Fort Huachuca and their legal counsel at the Pentagon. We also asked the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service for an interview. All declined our request due to the pending litigation. This week, we're analyzing the long-standing debate over how Fort Huachuca and Sierra Vista's groundwater use affects the San Pedro River. Chuck Patusik is Sierra Vista's city manager. We talked with him about the city's water use and the pending litigation against the fort. Fort Huachuca is the second largest employer in southern Arizona after the University of Arizona. <laughs> that many jobs, um, you're talking about a, a, a huge economic impact. Um, of course, the fort is also part of the city, the city having annexed the fort into the city back in 1971. So it's an integral part of the community. When it comes to water and the relationship between the city and the fort, in 2003, Sierra Vista and Cochise County agreed to reduce groundwater use affecting the San Pedro to allow the fort to remain at its size then. The city was supposed to bring its groundwater use down to a sustainable level by 2011. U.S. Geologic Survey says there's still declines in groundwater levels around Sierra Vista and the fort. So what's going on with those efforts today and what remains to be done? Well, uh, back uh, in 2004, in the National Defense Authorization Act, there were provisions uh, there for uh, the area to uh, try to reach a you know sustainable um, yield on groundwater uh, pumping you know by uh, 2011, which was the end of the act at that point. Uh, I don't think, based uh, on USGS figures, that we ever got to a, a zero balance. So uh, we continued our, our efforts to uh, continue to. Uh, you know, work on decreasing our uh, consumption numbers. And actually, with, uh, we have figures that indicate that that has been the case. But, uh, 
but it's still an ongoing work in progress, and I believe it always will be. I know one of the things the city did was to work with the Nature Conservancy and other partners on some recharge projects to get runoff and rain to get back into the groundwater supply in the San Pedro uh, more quickly. Do you have more of those projects in the works? That is certainly the case. Uh, just a little historical backdrop on that. Uh, the Upper San Pedro uh, Partnership uh, was started uh with uh, there's about 20 agencies involved in that, you know, including Fort Huachuca, the city, the county. So uh, the Upper San Pedro Partnership was the first effort to get people together and sitting around the table uh, in terms of how to go about addressing these issues. A great amount of effort has been put in to understand the science uh, and the hydrology uh, of this particular area. We've started another group more recently in 2015 called the Cochise Conservation and Recharge Network. And it's a smaller group uh, that is more focused on identifying projects using the science that uh, came out of the Upper San Pedro Partnership, recharging uh, stormwater runoff near to the river. The Sierra Vista Environmental Operations Park uh, recharging treated effluent was the first uh, major recharge project and, the, and still the single largest. Uh, and now uh, we have uh, the Palominas uh, stormwater recharge project uh, on the southern end of the uh, watershed as well as uh, uh, one on the uh, Ladd Ranch uh, and now we've also identified uh, a couple of other sites and projects, which I think uh, will be very beneficial. When it comes to groundwater pumping, Arizona is pretty wide open for rural areas. So how much of reduction of groundwater pumping ends up falling on cities like Sierra Vista that are trying to grow at the same time? Well, Sierra Vista is a fairly slow-growing community, and and a relatively small uh, community, um, you know, when you compare us to Tucson and, and cities in the valley. So, you know, we are dependent on groundwater here. We do not have uh, access to Colorado River water here in Sierra Vista. So, you know, it's, it's very important uh, for us as well as Fort Huachuca that we are good stewards of the water resources that are available to us. We don't own the water companies, so we don't have control over pricing for water. So we have to rely heavily on water conservation projects, water conservation codes when it comes to new development, and a continuous uh, education uh, process uh, because of the transient nature of the population. The Center for Biological Diversity has filed an intent to sue Fort Huachuca over water use, and they're putting a lot of the blame on the city and the county, Sierra Vista, for not doing more to reduce pumping and recharging groundwater. The Fort has indicated they want to talk with the center before this ends up in court. Is that something the city's interested? Are those talks you all want to get in on, or is this just between the Fort and the center? Well, we're not involved in the notice of intent to sue between the fort uh, and the center, so so I hesitate to uh, to comment on you know anything related to how the fort's dealing with that. The center has done that many many times over the years. Uh, sometimes they follow through with the suit, sometimes they don't. So it's a very uh, tired playbook. Uh, 
I've been here um, for uh, 34 years, and I've been dealing with this, you know, issue, you know, fairly directly for about 30 of them. They pretty much say the same things all the time and uh, blame either the fort or the city or the or the county. Uh, but uh, they don't participate or negotiate anything. They don't sit at the table at the partnership. All they do is litigate. Do these types of lawsuits play into decisions for the city for, for example, as you and I talked about 18 months ago, the approval of tribute, the 7,000 homes at, at build-out and future growth? Or are you confident Sierra Vista is fine water-wise? Because of the federal tie with the, the fort, uh, you know, I, I don't think we could ever sit here and say everything is fine or, or that will, you know, you know, that somehow these, you know, battles will, will ever really be over with. I mean, really the, the most direct impact at the start was the center's use of the Endangered Species Act. Uh, and always the goal is to either curtail or shut down, you know, the fort so uh, and depopulate the area. So, I mean, that's their goal, whether or not they'll ever be successful at that. I don't know. The tribute. Uh, you know, suit was a, a different one that was leveled uh, against uh, both Kathleen Cook and the Arizona Department of Water Resources, so the city wasn't named itself. The city had approved the, the tribute through the uh, um, planning processes uh, that are found in state statutes. Uh, the issue was over a 100-year water adequacy application that Kathleen Cook uh, had filed, and Obviously, the state Supreme Court ruled in favor of the uh, Department of Water Resources and Kathleen Cook. And uh, will there be other, you know, suits or attempts uh, using uh, or trying to uh, contort laws in the future, either federal or state? I imagine so. It's the same playbook. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to explain all this to us. I appreciate it. Anytime. That was Sierra Vista's city manager, Chuck Patusik. The Upper San Pedro Partnership recently received a federal grant to create a web portal to share science and data collected on the river with water managers and the public. In 2016, the U.S. Geological Survey published a report that sought to evaluate efforts to achieve sustainable groundwater use in the Sierra Vista sub-watershed. It was a compilation of nearly a decade's worth of reports required by the National Defense Authorization Act of 2004. We spoke with Bruce Gungle and Jim Leanhouts with the USGS Arizona Water Science Center. The way that we did that was to take what we call indicators of sustainability, of which there were 14, and you can kind of think of an indicator as a, a, a sort of canary in the coal mine sort of thing. It gives you a sense from one particular perspective as to whether or not, in, in specific, specifically related to the San Pedro, whether or not there has been, in terms of trying to achieve sustainability, an increase in groundwater discharge to the flow of the San Pedro River. Um, so we've tried to bring all of that information together in this report that was published in 2016. It was obvious at that point that sustainability had not yet been achieved. As, as they had hoped to do by then. But there had been significant progress made toward that goal. The report shows regional aquifer levels have been in decline for 25 or more years. 
in the Fort Huachuca area, your data shows those declines have resulted in less groundwater flowing towards the San Pedro, correct? Um, I would qualify that a little bit. You're absolutely right. The, the regional water levels, the regional well system that we have on Fort Huachuca, which amounts to, I think it was 14 wells or so, are pretty much uniformly dropping in a linear fashion, very much a straight line. So without question, water levels on the fort are dropping. And the actual impact that has had on base flow in the San Pedro River at this time is not as clear as we might have thought it would be by this time. Using these indicators that we have in the report, there are a couple of indicators that show that the cone of depression that pumping creates may be getting to the point where it's affecting the, the river in places. Base flow's declining. What causes base flow to decline is, is complicated. It seems out of the gate like a no-brainer that a decline in base flow is coming from pumping, but there are other things that play into it including climate, including the increase in the size and volume of the riparian area and the amount of water that's being used there. So there's a number of questions that that come into play here. You mentioned climate, which brings up not only temperature, but rainfall. Uh, Sierra Vista is doing a lot of recharge projects. How long does it take the water be it in a recharge project or the the rain that falls to get into the aquifer what's what's the time on that jim so it it's it's probably worth mentioning that an aquifer has a a kind of a time delay effect to it so we were just talking about withdrawals of water from the wells near uh, Fort Huachuca and the Sierra Vista area and um depending on where the wells are located relative to the stream itself there's a different time delay effect. So wells close to the river that are pumped um, will cause a change in flow in the river sooner than wells that are further away. So the, the, the answer is really the same for you know climate effects or artificial recharge projects. The answer to it really depends on where that effect is happening relative to where the, the river is, where the discharge point is. And the closer you get to the river, which is the discharge point, the faster that effect is going to be. Um, so, so there isn't any one answer. It can be anywhere between uh, years to, to hundreds of years before you might see a, a change in the, the actual flow to the river because of something else like a change in pumping or a change in rainfall or, or a recharge project. Sierra Vista does run um, what's called the in, in, um, Environmental Operations Park, uh, where they have been recharging water, uh, treated wastewater from the city for a decade, more than a decade now. And, and that has had... Uh, impacts on nearby springs. So we've seen flows increase in nearby springs. And it probably helps support the base flow in the river uh, at the Charleston Gauging Station, which is one of the one of the key monitoring places along the river. Bruce, you mentioned a little bit ago a term uh, some people might not be familiar with, cone of depression. What is the cone of depression and when will it hit the river? So a, co- a cone of depression is something that's created by pumping an aquifer. Um, if you think of it in, in the sense of um, when you have a milkshake and you put a straw right in the middle of it and you start to drink your milkshake through the straw, 
as you suck the, the milkshake up the straw, you start to create a cone around it. And it, it, it's because you're, you've um, created negative pressure, basically, and you're pulling the milkshake down around the straw and, it, you know, and you're pulling it, it, it up out of the, the center. And a cone of depression in an aquifer is, is very analogous to that, very similar to that. And you can get a single cone of depression around one well, or if you have a number of wells, you can get a much larger cone. You're pulling a lot more water out. But altogether, these individual wells, which are functioning like straws, as their cones merge, they create one large cone of depression. And that's what we have around the Sierra Vista and Fort Huachuca pumping centers. So when you withdraw water from an aquifer and you create a cone of depression, the aquifer naturally tries to fill in that hole, basically. And it's going to do that by getting water from wherever it can get water from, which is the flow in the river and the water being used by the trees. As part of our education here for our listeners, you talked about sustainable groundwater use. What is sustainable groundwater use? That is not an easy question to answer. The way that it is um, defined or considered currently is there's sort of three legs of a stool of what comprises sustainability. The social leg, the economic leg, and the environmental leg. If you can keep water use amongst those three legs of the stool uh, in balance, then you have sustainable use. But then there's a, a, another factor that governs all of that, and that is that amongst those three, you're still keeping enough water available so that 100 years from now, this continues to be the case, that you're not slowly draining the aquifer. We've seen some big lawsuits about 100-year supplies, especially in Cochise County with proposed housing developments. Is the 100-year supply there? So I think ultimately that comes down to management decisions, right? It depends on how people choose to manage the water supply and how they continue to define sustainable yield. Um, so I, I don't think that's a question that we can you know, categorically answer. Um, we can provide information data that help people understand what the implications will be to various management actions. Um, but it really depends on, on you know, how people manage water. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for sitting down with us. Oh, thank You're you welcome. much. Really thank you. Appreciate it. That was Bruce Gungle and Jim Leanhouts with the USGS Arizona Water Science Center. And that's the buzz for this week. Ariana Brocious is the show's producer and editor with research help from Vanessa Ontiveros. Jim Blackwood is our production engineer, Duncan Moon is our interim news director, and our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.